Episode 4 of Guns, Guitars, and Barbells, Two Tools Talking About Three Tools. I'm Josh Thompson. And I'm Colton Morrow-Merrill. And today we have joining with us Baylor Helmuth. He is a dear friend of ours and a defensive end at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Stand on the box, stomp your feet, stop clapping, got a real good feeling. So Baylor Helmet, congratulations! Helmet. Congratulations on becoming the first Guns, Guitars, and Barbells sponsored athlete. First ever. Thanks, guys. D two football player. <laughs> we have nothing, but I did give you the scooters, so there's, yeah. that's your perk <laughs> right now. Um, and it was not an NCAA violation. Honestly, you're not, not going to get much out of us. Nope. I'll just be honest. <laughs> I want a t-shirt at some point. T-shirts T-shirt. would be good. Okay, yeah, we can do that. Um, you can monetarily sponsor me down the road when you have thousands of followers. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll happen. Um, I'm sure of it. All right, so let's. I uh, we'd like to do this thing on the show. Uh, rapid fire questions. <laughs> it is. Do you like to do this, or is this a new thing? We've, we've done this many times done this in many. all of our episodes. Just kidding. Not or ripping something. off Larry King in any way, shape, or form. So, <laughs> question number one. Favorite pop-up song? Inner Sandman Metallica. Oh, good one. And what is the perfect day for Baylor? Date or day? Day. (laughs) Being able to hang out, get some grinding in on the PS4, Madden, 2K. Just me time. Hanging out with my friends, going hunting, mini golf. How about Man, to fit a whole month into a day? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I don't know. Now, I think we left the listeners curious. Where's the perfect date for Baylor? Ooh, you made that question for yourself, buddy. Lexi's date. listening. <laughs> That's his girlfriend. I don't know. I like having to go out, have a good supper. There's not a ton to do around. Like, Carney, pretty much limited to you're going to go watch a movie, you're going to have supper. That's about it. Okay, imagine if you She's were... not of age to... In oh. any bars yet? So, oh. mm-hmm. yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, sure. That, never mind. Go for it. What is your favorite place to fish? Sutherland Reservoir, baby. Oh yeah. yeah. Now, what is your favorite secret place to fish? Sutherland Reservoir. <laughs> secret place? Yeah. You know, I'm a secret place. I mean, that's where I do Every all my fishing. Fisherman. It's not really like that's just where I fish, and that's where we do the best at. Like, if I want to catch walleye, that's where I'm gonna go. Okay. That's all I know. Nice. Okay. Big walleye guy over here. Yep. All right. Biggest buck you've ever shot, and which gun did you use? So, I've shot two 5x5 five five whitetails. Two of them. And uh, I used a two forty three Savage. I'm looking in to get a new gun. Probably going to be 300 mag, because eventually, once I'm done with football, I'm going to be able to get into bigger game hunting. Uh, stuff like elk, moose, something that would kill both of those animals. A bear, stuff like that, but... Right now, I just have a pretty low caliber rifle, but it's a 243. That'll take care of all your deer and stuff like that. So very nice. What is your biggest fear? Biggest fear? Little Josh running in. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of like scary stuff or like spirituality. Oh, 
because I feel like I could take down two different roads. Let's now go both down. Both. Let's go down both roads. Yeah. So let's go down both. <laughs> I want to go down both. <laughs> Number one is mice. So I hate mice. What? I cannot handle mice. Bro, he's an elephant. I'm uh, deathly afraid of mice and rats. They're just nasty little rodent creatures. <laughs> Spiritually would be uh, not becoming what... Uh, I want to be in God's eyes, I guess. That'd be the biggest one. We're getting That's deep bro. already here. That's a good bro, answer. Bro, that yeah. is so deep. I'm not afraid to get deep. All right. Well, All right. you should probably chill over there, buddy. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. That was actually I'm sorry. Weird. All right. This is just... <laughs> Favorite podcast to oh. listen to. Oh, man. Oh. It's okay. Don't be biased. I've been vibing with... Um, I listened to Jason Brown a lot, Last Chance U Pod, but it's a little, it's all right. It seems like he does a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. I'd say on a weekly basis. Um, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling fan like WWE, so I listen to Grill and JR. I don't know if he knows about that or anything, but they talk about different <clears throat> things from the past in the wrestling world, so that one's really interesting, too. Big wrestler guy. Yeah. Wrestler guy. Wow. Well, um, Not here, in the sense of... If grab. you were to relate yourself to a WWE wrestler, who would you relate yourself to? Who are you most like? Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> now, um, going back to the podcast question, so it says if you didn't say us that we're supposed to end the interview. Um, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? All right, all right, all right. I won't uh, end it, although I am a little butthurt. Yeah, right, you so. Well, you need to get more of a repertoire, more than one episode, then we can talk. Oh, dude. That's dude, true. That's, that's fair. True. It's we're fair. grinding. We're grinding. Um, all right. Now... I would like to know, what is a day in the life of Baylor? Rapid fire questions are over, by the way. So you can take your time okay. with this yeah. now. It's fine. No pressure. Yeah. Don't rush. <sighs> day in the life. During Like, what did you do? What did you do this morning? Let's go, like, because today was a bit of an outlier. So, I'd say the day, today is Labor Day, right? So, yeah. school, um, depending on if we have weights in the morning, I'm going to be up for weights at about 540. Well, 5.30 every day. But that during the season, that only happens twice a week. So get up for weights, do that. Then uh, usually get back here around, I don't know, 7.30. Once that happens, class at 8, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. After class, I'll stop by the training room, get my training in for the morning. Uh, whatever needs to be taken care of, bumps and bruises, stuff like that. After that, I'm home. I have three online classes a semester so I got to spend a lot of time here doing that and not as much time in person but still takes up a good couple hours in the morning uh, other than that um, I'm getting lunch before practice because our practices are in the afternoon and stuff so I'm gonna get lunch I'm gonna get a little nap in before that happens and then I get ready for the afternoon rock and roll football so after football we get done about anywhere from six to seven at night get back get some ice where I need it <clears throat> get supper and then any either homework that needs to be taken care of at night or downtime. Just a little me time, watch film, that kind of stuff. You have a pretty full day. Yeah. Dang, dude. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. That was a full day. Um, okay, so you, you're a full-time student. Yeah. And you're playing football. Yeah. Which I've heard a lot of people say is kind of like a full-time job in itself. Yeah. Right? What, um, so like, what do you prioritize more, actually? You know, do you take, do you, do you take more priority for school? Or football yeah so I mean it's pretty black and white for me on that uh, topic just because the reason I'm here is because of school like good football good. isn't 
probably going to take me much farther than this. So to me, the reason I came here was to get an education and because it's getting paid for. So I think it's smart to put that ahead of the athletics and those priorities. That's awesome. And what are you doing for education? Sports management's my major. So um, my main goal is going to be to be my main, like, big thing would be an athletic director someday job at the college level or working front office, something like that for a pro or semi-pro sports team. That kind of stuff interests That's me. Awesome. Just the do you think, do you think being a football player is going to help you make those connections? Absolutely. Um, you think so? And a lot of, everybody talks about net, networking, you know, and everything like that. But yeah. uh, just being able to make connections now. And I've talked, really good talking point, actually. I've talked with doctors and different things like that. And just in consultations, they talk about, you know, okay, I've had athletes come in here, talk to me, and he says, you know, they're – not very many people I want to hire over an athlete just because they put in the time. They know the kind mm-hmm. of commitment that it takes to like to be um, productive in a day's work and stuff. the um, type of attitude that it takes to go on with a career someday. That's awesome. So being an athlete kind of gives you that rapport yeah. to get where you need to be mm-hmm. with your career. Yeah. That's kind of mm-hmm. cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, and all, all three of us here are going to the in the field of sports and fitness yeah. in yeah. some way. And people, some people, when you tell them that, they're not, they don't think that that's, you know, a lot of job security there, mm-hmm. but it's a growing field and there are already a lot of jobs out there relating to it. Yeah. And like Baylor just said, you know, being an athlete, you have that work ethic already, you mm-hmm. know how to grind, you know how to work. And in a world like this with the fitness and exercise industry, sports industry, it's a grind. Mm-hmm. You have to get up every morning ready to go for it, you know? And so I think you being an athlete that's really setting you up for that because what you wake up at what did you say five thirty, five forty every yeah, morning yep for mornings and it's you know things like being here in the summer workouts with that um that's that's monday through thursday that's start at five forty-five a.m so that's five twenty every morning dude four yeah. days a week in the summer so so you're definitely used to getting up and going yeah. that's good that'll be good for you in the future man yeah. um okay so more like on the college side of things um so everyone hears about the college experience and I'll ask, I mean, we've all experienced part of it in our own way. Um, but the college experience, do, does that contradict the football lifestyle a bit? Because, I mean, you think about it, you're waking up at 5.40 a.m. for football. And, I mean, all these other distractions outside of you are kind of trying to pull you away from all those goals and all those practices and everything. Does it, does it, does it contradict the football lifestyle? Absolutely. And just like you guys... Um, you were part of the program for a while there and you got to be part of it and just seeing like what you guys can go do sometimes when you have free time mm-hmm. and knowing that the next day you're not necessarily going to have to uh, be present for anything. I have to take different situations into con- into consideration before I do it because there's just different because it's basically just a full-time uh, commitment and so when there's, I've often thought about and talked to other football players about this, but there's often times where you might want to go out and go do something, go hang out with your friends, but at the same time you have to kind of weigh the pros and cons of each situation and um, mm-hmm. decide what's more important. And yeah, while I think that I miss out on a lot of experiences sometimes, I also have to look back and say there's a lot of people that wish they could do uh, or have the opportunity to do what I get to do. Uh, each day, so. Do, do you, so you kind of feel like you're walking on eggshells a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't regret it or anything like of that course, because of I wouldn't still be doing it if I did. But 
there might be times that I probably look back and wish that I could, I could change things, but that's hindsight's twenty twenty, you know. So. Yeah, sounds like a toxic relationship to me. Though. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so we already kind of touched base on this a little bit, but you know, relationship wise, setting you up for the future. Uh, what relationships have you made being a football player that are gonna potentially set you up for the future? Like, I mean, do you have connections with? Like you said, doctors, coaches, um, athletic directors themselves. Yeah. Like, do you have these connections? Yeah, I think, well, starting with coaches, just in general, obviously, they know me at this point mm-hmm. after you've been in the program for so long. So you can trust those guys and just hope that when the time comes in the future that even just word of mouth or reference for stuff like that will come in handy. Mm-hmm. Athletic directors, uh, even our athletic director here, like, we've – we're acquaintances. I wouldn't necessarily say he knows me on a first name basis, but um, I have had a conversation or two with him, and hopefully that I can help continue uh, that relationship to grow. So I have that, and I've done um, other like I did a practicum here with the uh, facilities guy, and so I got to know some of those things, and I built a pretty good relationship um, in that way. So. That's awesome. Being an athlete, man, that opens up a lot of doors for you. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're a D lineman, D end. You're yep. a D end. Um, and obviously, not all positions eat the same thing, right? Yeah. So, being a D, uh, defensive end, what is your nutrition? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, is your, what is your nutrition kind of look like? As you're looking at my yeah. hostess <laughs> on the fridge. Oh, your cupcakes. <laughs> it's well, fun. <laughs> first of all, I'm going to preface this by saying it's a different world with D2 compared to D1 because you hear the the glory of having the training table at a D1 and stuff like that. So um, in that aspect, uh, I think we're lacking a little bit there. I don't mm. think I know we are. Um, as a D2 athlete, you're going to have to provide your meals. You don't know, I mean, unless you buy one, you're not going to have a meal plan. You're going to have to go home and cook every night or you're going to have to meal prep, which I've gotten into meal prep more lately just because um, as a time aspect, uh, it helps me out with that. When I get home from practice at 7, I don't have to necessarily go cook something just to eat. I can have it ready, which um, is beneficial. But it's convenient. at the same time, uh, it's harder to just make sure you get everything uh, you want today. Like I was talking to Colton about this earlier. Uh, I don't probably get the amount of fruits and vegetables that I should, um, but it's a give-and-take relationship, I feel like. Yeah, and do you think that's the case for most linemen in general? Yeah, I would say, and just the guys on the team. Like, obviously, we know what what our budgets are and what we eat, and that's, um, I would say, the basic meal plan for me a day is uh, if I have weights, I'm going to get eggs and bacon with toast after weights and do that. It's a pretty good refuel, plus the protein shake we have in the morning uh, provided by the by the training staff. Oh, and they, then, they provide some. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's better than nothing. Um, days that I don't lift, my nutrition isn't as good because I know I'm not going to get up and cook, but I'll have uh, oatmeal, peanut butter, honey and stuff in the morning, that kind of stuff, or like a pretty good cereal, not just sugary stuff, but I'll get uh, Raisin Bran, Crunch, stuff like that, nice. uh, Honey Bunches Votes. Um, lunch usually isn't very exotic unless I do have meal prep, like... Mm-hmm. Last week I meal prepped a bunch of uh, chicken and pasta stuff like that. Dude, nice. And <clears throat> spinach, so that was good. But uh, days that I don't, it's usually just like a cold cut sandwich. Mm-hmm. And nice. uh, and then supper is usually when I try to actually cook something nice. So like 
Good. I'm pretty fortunate for my dad to have a grocery store because I get a lot of meat and that stuff taken care of. So that's a good connection yeah. right there. Honestly, so I can uh, being a grocery store owner's son that's freeze up cool. stuff yeah. and <laughs> cook what I need. Just like last night, I got to have steak and everything. So that was. So I mean, you were talking about um, everyone's budget's different. Yeah. Um, scholarship wise, yeah. does that really affect the budget a lot? Like. Do you think like as in helping it? Or yeah, like do, do you think based on your scholarship? I mean, would your budget be different? Is this uh, does well, absolutely? Yeah, I mean, I use part of what I get to live off of each semester, so okay, um, it comes in with a vehicle payment and all that. So nice. Okay, that's cool. Definitely. Um, so kind of a follow up. You've been through some injuries. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, you've been through some injuries. Uh, how many obstacles have you faced due to injury? Serious would be two, I guess. Um, I had back surgery when I was 17, which is Dang, dude. yeah, genetic-wise. Um, so that, I've dealt with that. Um, luckily, knock on wood, it's been good the past year, so my back has been pretty good shape. Um, I did tear my knee up a little bit last year in our condensed 2020 COVID season, so... Mm. Um, I had that dealt with, and I'm dealing with that pretty good. So I would say that's the only other real hiccup. But um, bumps and bruises happen. It's college football. I uh, No one's going to go through five years of college football and not have something wrong. So I kind of look back and think about that at times. And, you know, I'm not the only one hurting. So yeah, I just kind of got to toughen up. Do you have any recovery methods that are kind of out of the ordinary, I would say, for an athlete? I wouldn't say out of the ordinary, no. Um rest rest is huge like just even on if we get a day off like today it's going to be big going in tomorrow it's amazing what one day off will do for your legs and recovery oh yeah for sure going into another practice so another week of practice dang yeah that's crazy yeah you have a busy busy life man being a football player going to school full-time that is just that's insane good for you You've been doing this thing for five yeah, years now. It's, uh, <laughs> for five it's years. something. Wow. Yeah, sticking with it. I kind of wanted to know, what is your opinion on the NLI? Or N- NIL. NIL, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a split opinion on it. I don't think, um, you know, everybody says there's only going to be 1% that actually gets anything out of it, and that's probably pretty accurate. I don't think it's going to affect D2 athletes very much. Um, unless you're talking local businesses that are going to support you and if you want to reach out. And I think there are a lot of this uh, compensation for the athletes is done through social media. So if you don't have a big following or high outreach in social media, most of the time, just like Barstool, I was looking into that, but the first thing they want to see when you apply is your followers. And if you don't have followers, which I understand, like if that's if that's the way they're gonna make their money, then that's that's what they have to look at. But <clears throat> when you're relying on social media to do something like that, I don't think it's uh, beneficial to everybody. So yeah, that's for sure. And I don't think it's gonna be something that um, is able to be regulated. I think it's gonna change the game a little bit because you already have you're talking high school kids that are getting deals now for millions of dollars, more money than you'd ever think about um, touching when you're a 17-year-old or 18-year-old in high school. There's going to be a bunch of guys that 
that are benefiting from this before they ever touch a college football field. So, jeez, yeah, I don't think we're going to see the effects of it. I mean, for it's going to be a long time once it, once Probably. you know from freshman yeah. to graduated and everything. I mean, I mean, they've got good companies out there like Open Doors and Lincoln to help promote athletes. But I mean, I listened to them on Busting with the Boys, and they were talking about how athletes need to post like every other day yeah. for oh, to get to just to keep up with it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There was a actually something that took place here in Kearney. Um, let's say about a couple weeks ago, um, a lot of the Cornhusker backup quarterbacks came down to Kearney Catholic, and they held a yeah. camp. Yeah. And they made, dude, well, they kind of, uh, they asked my boss, Trevor, to give a little money um, to have a booth there and everything. So they got money from the booths, and then they got money from hundreds and hundreds of kids coming in. I mean, it was, and it was just, I watched the whole thing. It was just a basic camp. Yep. They went around, they did a few stations with throwing, they did a few stations with some lineman work, they did, you know, speed agility drills, and that was it. So, I mean, they, they're taking advantage of it, like, advantage of this pretty pretty crazy yeah oh yeah definitely and i'm i'm really curious to see like it just seems so weird to think about i mean let's say joe schmo is a big big basketball player out of high school all american goes to duke gets a shoe deal oh geez breaks his ankle Mm -hmm. everything goes downhill from there he's a senior he's not playing anymore i don't know something like that it makes me wonder if this can potentially like ruin some people's careers because you know honestly if you think about it these are just young college kids people our age you know, when they're faced with this amount of money coming at them, like, what are they going to focus on? Are they going to focus on their health and their sport, or are they going to focus on making the most money? Who knows, right? You don't know. So, obviously, I feel like some athletes are going to be pretty responsible and keep their eyes where they should be. But, I mean, i am be honest. If it was me, dude, I'd be hustling, and I'd probably end up going down the hole. <laughs> so, you never know. Yeah. And so, think about it from this perspective take usc southern california a bunch of money out there yeah the starting quarterback or you know skill position like that <clears throat> say they get a big time deal making a bunch of money and the starting left tackle isn't getting any love the center you know the mm-hmm. big boys up front like how does that affect a team's chemistry Ooh, that's when a good point. when the guy you're protecting is making all this money and you're not seeing a penny of that i don't know dude it's that would just, suck yeah. actually I didn't even think about that. That would affect team chemistry, honestly. And that's like what you were talking about earlier, the effects that we might not see for a little while. We might be seeing some sooner than we think dealing with the team chemistry and how teams work together. You know, because honestly, that would create a lot of jealousy and maybe some resentment, maybe. Definitely. There's a a gymnast for LSU who signed a deal for like, I mean, seven figures or something like that. Now, she's big on TikTok. Yeah, and that's a big part of it. But I'm, I've never heard of any other college gymnast, maybe, in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird <laughs> yeah. if one of that's your teammates true. was already rich, but maybe you're better than gymna- better at gymnastics than yeah. her? That would be. That's horrible. That's but sucked. it's equal opportunity. But do, you, do you think? Do you think this gymnast got that big deal because of TikTok or because they're a good gymnast? Because TikTok, and that's but, where it's that's no, where it's well, corrupt. That's where it's corrupt. She was good enough to be on LSU. She's good enough to be D1. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, they're but D1. you can't deny the fact that there's politics and everything in the world. But. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I think there's just a lot of gray area with it in this situation. And what if the CEO of some company wants to, uh, uh, what do you call it, um, 
advertise for their yeah for their nephew that starts yeah. for so and so or whatever. I mean, oh yeah, oh dude, <laughs> we're gonna give this guy money because yeah. I mean, you're talking conflict of interest and something they could probably lose their job over. The, yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, and maybe they will touch that. I don't know, but in my opinion, I don't think this should have came about at all. Yeah. I really don't. I really would have liked my freshman sophomore year. I really would have liked to be a Morrow Kennels sponsor. <laughs> 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 well, Baylor's got a grocery store yeah. behind oh, him. Look at so that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, okay. Real talk. I think I think I know the answer. But if a huge corporation or business came to you and said, "Hey, you post every single day. You promote this. We'll pay you this this amount of money. Like we'll say two million dollars to do this." You would do it. Well, you? yeah. yeah. I mean, it's duh. not it's not a question. Right? And I'm not saying that there shouldn't be. Because when I think about, I thought about this before the deal was uh, finalized, how much money the NCAA makes off of. Just take the Final Four, for example, or the college football playoff. Like, they make a killing, and it's all for their betterment. And I understand they're provi- providing a service to back to the players, but... <clears throat> Just like a CEO at a big corporation, like they're making way more money than the bottom guy that does the dirty work. So mm-hmm. I think there should be more um, checks and balances for that. So mm-hmm. I wish they could have just done, which once again wouldn't have been fair, but this whole situation isn't fair to anyone. So I wish they could have just done something to, if a, if a program or an event, a game brings in X amount of money, then that needs to be returned to the university or the players on that team for X amount. Yeah. In a, I don't know, in a percentage-wise way. That so, would have been easier to me than the whole NIL. So do you think know. So you think instead of, like, picking out a single individual on a team, you should say, okay, let's give this money to the entire team. Sounds divvy like communism. Div, divvy it up, right? I mean, it's kind of sucky, though, when you're trying to think no, of how yeah. to make it fair, right? Like, yeah. you can't, I mean, you can't blame the players, though. No. They're saying yes to millions of dollars, like, who the heck yeah. wouldn't do that? I'd do that. I don't have that opportunity. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, and I, but I, I would. I'm all in favor of it because it's creating opportunities. It's not taking money away from no. anything. It, but, yeah. But um, it's kind of... It might ruin the sport. That's all I'm saying. It might ruin the sport because... Uh, whatever sport it is. Because, like you said earlier, team chemistry. Um, teams might go downhill pretty quick. And... I don't blame the players for it, but I definitely think that there's going to be a lot of problems coming in. Definitely. Do you think that uh, at those, you know, the bigger money generating, you know, sports such as D1 football, D1 basketball, do you think that they should be paid or given a larger stipend? Hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say so. No, probably not. Just because... I mean, that's happened for all D1 athletes, so at least college football players, college basketball players, so, and if you're not gonna do it for, like, a certain reward, like, if they don't make a certain amount of games or win a certain amount of games, make it to a bowl game, like, I don't know how you, how you, all that, yeah, yeah, Yeah. what level, where, I mean, when it was, you know, that's almost like, if you're asking for a bigger stipend, that's almost like, asking for higher minimum wage yeah yeah so i mean we don't have to get into that if you don't want to but i don't think we really need to touch it i yeah, think no, it's I good think, where it's at yeah i think the nil i would expect it to you know they they can make money off their own Im- image and likeness yeah 
hopefully they don't need any more money. Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. Right? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what was your opinion on the COVID year? Not good. <laughs> I'll be uh, straight up about that. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, we uh, we were fortunate enough to play games last year. Uh, one of only, I think, seven or eight D2s that actually got to play. So for that, I'm thankful. Um, kept us in it a little bit more than a lot of other teams or programs could say. But it was uh, it was kind of a grind, and for more than one reason. First of all, physically, we probably practiced from late August to uh, early November, because our last game was technically Halloween, but we mm. still had two games scheduled. Well, no, that was our first game was Halloween, actually. So we still had three games after that scheduled. We only got to play one more. Jeez. But so we practiced from August to November. For two games, and I'm not saying that practice wasn't important. I mean, it helped us, helped you grow as players and as a team. But at the same time, when you have something to look forward to, like an actual game, just like we got into our, uh, we were going to play South Dakota School Mines and we were going to play Middle West. Mm-hmm. Both of those games got canceled like last minute. We had already put, this was into the last two weeks of the season. We had already practiced up until Thursday and Friday, and when you practice and game plan all week, you're ready to play, you're getting ready to go, and then it's contingent on people getting COVID tests, um, you know, front offices deciding whatever you want to call it, AD, stuff like that, deciding what's best for the players. It was just uh, a lot of gray area and what was right. Like, okay, you get, if, if this guy tested positive, um, how many days? Is it seven? Is it 10? Is it 14? I just think there was a lot of miscommunication from top down. Um, and it was hard, and that's where the physicality part goes into the mentality part because just like, I mean, it messes with kids' heads. Like just me, for example, like you get ready to play, like I already mentioned, you're game planning for this game all week. You get yeah. to Friday night, and it's canceled just like that. Like, okay, I guess we're not going to play this week. So yeah, you took everything whole, we just did. Was for that's nothing. annoying. Yeah, you took a whole week to get ready for this one team, yeah. and then all of a sudden, oh, you're not playing. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And you'd that like sucks. to say that's part of it, but no other time in history yeah. it shouldn't be it. though it should, so, yeah. it's, so it's not it's different now when they canceled those games was it because of only one person testing positive or like no there were multiple cases I oh think. okay so, so do you think do you think that was more of a justification to cancel or do you think they, they still could have found ways to play I want to say the second or the first game that was canceled there were more actual cases I don't know mm. this for sure don't fact yeah. check me on it yeah for sure but I want to say there was more actual cases in the first game that got canceled. The second week, I think they were more scared of what, how many kids could have gotten sick or stuff like that. So, I don't know. I think it was a crapshoot, and uh, it just wasn't wasn't in the best interest of everybody. So No, I, I don't think so. I think they did not take into account of, uh, okay, so game gets canceled. What are those college athletes going to go do? Oh, no duh. <laughs> are they going to go social distance? They're no. not they're not going to Everyone isolate. already knows the answer to that. So, it's ridiculous. Wait, would you <laughs> would you would you say yesterday COVID's like an STD? <laughs> you don't have, you don't have it if you don't get tested or yeah, something like that. Yeah, you can't get COVID. <laughs> if you don't get tested, just yeah, like just an treat STD. It, there you go. Treat it like an STD. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All right. <laughs> Thanks for filthing up this podcast, Josh. <laughs> All right. I had to say it, man. I could not stop <laughs> thinking about it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So, 
No, Josh that's... likes thinking about STDs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I don't know what they're like. All right. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Uh, what advice would you give to an 18-year-old Baylor? Oh, boy. Oh, that's a good question. I like that question. I saw that. That was a good question. And I was thinking about this, but... I don't know. Just enjoy it, honestly, and not take anything for granted. That's pretty cliche, yeah. but um, yeah, it is. And I think a lot of it, <laughs> it is. But yeah. I think a lot like you can't prepare for. Everybody always thinks like, what would you say to yourself? Well, you don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. You don't know what's gonna happen in five years, and that's because there's a greater plan than what any of us know about. So I think you just have to take it one day at a time. And that's a lot of just like with this whole COVID thing, people looking forward, planning well. COVID changed a lot of people's plans, so whether whether you liked it or not, it did. And so I'm a big uh, one-day-at-a-time guy, and I think that's better because you can just focus on what needs to happen next, like mm-hmm. to not get too far ahead of yourself. So I would say that's just mm-hmm. just take it take it as you can and uh, be, in, be in control of what Dude, you can. Dude, that was a good answer. That, that was answer, so good. That so. was good. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's probably what I would tell you know myself, eighteen year old. Really? What you don't want to know what I tell my? I'm just. Kidding. I, I really <laughs> do. I think. Do you want to say what you would say, tell your eighteen year old self? I don't. You know what? If I looked at my eighteen year old self, I'd probably knock crap out of him. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would. Cause I, you know, and, and it's not even for the stuff that he's done. It's for the stuff he's gonna do. So. Yeah. But you know what? You live and learn. You do. And, uh, you do. Yeah. You live and learn. And I think we've lived and learned quite a bit, and we're not even a quarter of the way through our lives, hopefully. Yeah. Never know. That's nuts, man. That's crazy. Way to get deep there, Colton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to man. go long. What would you we, say to yourself, then? We've covered yeah. two. What's the third? <laughs> I would Come say. Come on. Three out of three. Everything you're doing, do the complete opposite. You idiot. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. I think everything that... that I'm very, I wouldn't change anything because uh, all the mistakes I've made, I feel like, you know, they, you know, you learn from them, mm-hmm. I guess, and you just behave differently. And if I think if I can look at a younger Colton and cringe thinking about it, <laughs> or if I can look at those Dude, one, two, I, three year Snapchat memories oh. and be like, why would I, you know, why? If I can look back on that and cringe, then I know that I've improved as a person. Touché. Right? That is a good point. Yeah. Dude, well said. But I also look at those memories, and those are some of the best times like we've had. Most I of think, them. <laughs> Most of them. I think back yeah. to some There's of our things that hangouts. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna say this though, right now. Like, I I don't want to get cheesy or anything, but I have to say, okay, I'm very fortunate to have friends like you in my life that were so quick to like forgive me for a lot of stuff that happened, and we don't have to. T- talk about that stuff okay Colton I know you want to I know you want to bring it up right oh, now because we're doing you, this on the you have so much to say but I like I'm not kidding I am so fortunate to have people like you in my life because I feel like if you were just another douche around the corner you just no we're not friends anymore we're done bye you know mm-hmm. so I'm super fortunate to have you guys yep being all right like, well that's it I'm done I love you bye <laughs> we're done no alrighty <laughs> Baylor thank you so much for joining yeah, us dude Baylor, we're done already you. that's it dude oh what are you let's keep it rolling I just heard you like, hey, you those are all the questions you have a question should we turn this interview around <laughs> <laughs> no I mean it's a podcast most people wouldn't even have any questions right yeah that's true yeah we just did it because we need to struggle a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> need to put some training wheels on, on Baylor <laughs> Might see Baylor in the future on the podcast again. 
Oh no, you did pretty good, though, man. They like yeah. you. You talked. You have good. Yeah, I felt like my throat hurts because I've been talking so much. Is that why your throat my back hurts? hurts too? Because I've been carrying it. Is that why your throat and back hurts? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> but you need her too. All right, thank you guys for tuning in. This will we're gonna let Baylor get some rest. Football, guns, guitars, and barbells. Damn right. Yeah. yeah.